This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Let's read. So let's read the last place we read first service. And the Bible says, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 1. Jeremiah 15, 1. Then said the Lord unto me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind could not be towards these people, but to cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. Not even Moses can persuade me. This is deep. Now, if you have been following us, first service, I started on Wednesday, and I showed you two times. Exodus 32 from verse 10, all the way to 15 or thereabouts, and then Numbers chapter 14 from verse 10 also, where Moses stopped God from destroying the people. You remember? We started on that on Wednesday. On two occasions, God got angry and Moses gave God enough reason not to get angry, not to destroy the people. And Moses told God that you need to repent of the evil you plan to do. And the Bible says, and God repents. God said, okay, no problem, I repent. And I said, a mortal man could go that far to turn God's judgment backward because of the nature of God. So we read, in, uh, I think we started from uh, uh, that scripture in, in the, um, Jeremiah twenty-two thirty. Let's read again. Sorry, Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. Hallelujah. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the edge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Next verse. Therefore, I poured my wrath, my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, said the Lord. I looked for a man, I found none. So, the two places I mentioned in Exodus 32, he was going to destroy them, but he found Moses. Then in Numbers 14, he was going to destroy them, then he found Moses. And I explained, and that's about all I will say about what I said first. I said, we can move into this. And I said, Moses was so much of a man of God's presence that he could stop the hand of God. And God, even though Numbers 23 says, God is not a man that should lie. He is not son of man that should repent. But he repented as far as Moses was concerned. Moses had that much weight with God that he made God. We know what in the Bible that whatsoever he pros- that proceeds out of his mouth is as good as done. Nathan Abbas's song says, You have a track record of keeping your word. But Moses said, on this, in this, on this occasion, you are not going to do it. And God said, Okay, I quit. No problem. And then some months after that, they sinned again. And this whole episode started again. And God said to Moses, Let me waste them. And Moses said, no, you cannot. And all I explained for service, the Bible says, let he that glory, glory that he knoweth me, Jeremiah chapter 9, 
that I am the Lord that executed loving kindness and justice. And we also saw in Exodus 34, if we start from verse 6, that God is a just God. He is a judge. Hebrews 12, 23. The Bible calls him the judge. He said, you have come to Mount Zion, to heavenly Jerusalem, to general assembly of the people. But said to God, the judge. He is the judge of all. And then in Genesis 18, Abraham also referred to him as judge. He said, with the judge of the old earth. So we are talking about the court of heaven part two, the priest on earth and the court of heaven. And we are saying that there are things that we do on earth that influence what goes on in the court of heaven. Hallelujah. It is from this place that justification, breakthrough, blessings are received. And it is from this place also that judgment is received. And I say that the factor that is most important, God, no matter the level of his anger, it will only be poured when there is no man. Hallelujah. Abraham got to 10 with God and he stopped. If you find 10 men, there are more than 10 righteous men. Nigeria, so Nigeria cannot be destroyed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? So Abraham began, so he approached God as judge. But he also began to challenge God that you want to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you saying that you are going to destroy the righteous and the wicked together? And God was like, but I just want to add one more scripture to that. And that might be where we, so it illustrates also how man can intervene. So again, in number 16, there was an issue again and there was plague. I think verse 14, if you start, something happened and Moses told Aaron, go and stand between the living and the dead. Number 16, sorry. Let me check that one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Number 16, no, not six, uh, number 16, yes. Go down, down more. 46. I want to show you something from there. I will soon ask you to sit down. Just stand with me for a while. Okay. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire therein from the altar. Put no put on incense. Now we will examine this maybe next week or per week. Not just fire. Take fire from the altar. What kind of fire stops the plague? Now I said, and what I'm sharing with you and those who are watching, because you are a Christian, you are meant to rewrite the history of your family. Where there has been a pattern but there is a priest and the priest is you. Why should the pattern continue? That is why we are sharing this. Those who understand what I'm sharing, you will never cease to pray again. Prayer is beyond asking God, Lord, do this. Prayer is having power with God to influence things on that. You are a priest. You are a priest. You are a priest. And you have access to the courtroom of heaven and you can persuade the judge. Are you following? Is somebody hearing me? We can bring judgment down in some places and we can bring mercy down in some places. So, so, so Moses said to Aaron, in this case, they did something again. They, you know, Israelites, they were always doing something. And they began to murmur. And Moses, a man of the spirit, God didn't even say much. He just said that these people are rebels. And the tone that God used, Moses just told Aaron that, go quickly. See, I'm telling you right now, go out. Some of them are already dying. By the time they go there, 20, over 20 people, thousand people have died. So God told, you know, Moses told Aaron that. Moses said, take censor. God, not God. This is Moses talking. 
It's amazing the power that God has given to mortal men to influence things. God didn't say this. Moses was one that said that Aaron, let's start from 45. Verse before then. Just go a verse up more. Get up from among the congregation. This is God talking. That I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. God is awesome. You know, I told you before, he said, he said Moses said that if you kill these people as one man, God was not going to kill them one after the other. He was going to kill all them once. He would just say, die. And then, all of them will say, I die. And then, <laughs> they will just die like that. So, <laughs> so, when God said, Moses, just remove yourself. Something is coming. He said, I will, I will consume them now in a moment. You just blink your eyes and you can't see three million people again. Ah, it does not matter the number of armies that gather against God's people. If he breathes on them once, they are gone. So he said to Moses, just go in a moment. That means moment. You blink your eyes, you still three million people. You blink again, you don't see them again. And Moses said to everyone, this time around, there's no time like I did the first two times to be persuading God. He said, the tone I'm hearing now, this person is angry. Something is already happening. So Moses said to Aaron, take Caesar, put fire there from off the altar. Put on incense. Go quickly unto the congregation and make atonement for them. For there is wrath gone among them from the Lord. And the plague is begun. Moses said that, I am inside the tabernacle and I am telling you that something is already happening outside. He said, go, go. Now verse 47. Next verse. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran in the midst of the congregation and behold, the plague was begun among the people. And he put on incense and made atonement for the people. Verse 48, where I'm going. Look at what Aaron did. And he stood between the dead and the living. And the plague stopped. Come in your power. Come in your majesty. This time around, the Bible says, when the enemy shall come like a rushing mighty wind. God was coming furiously. And he saw Aaron and he stopped. People had died. They were dying. The plague was moving like a flood. One man, Aaron just stood. Where the last man died, he just stopped there. And God saw Aaron and said, Ah, the, the angel of destruction just said, Ah, oh boy, you fall my hand. Ah. But Aaron took two things that we are going to analyze under the light of New Testament, but not today. But I am showing us something. Now look at the weight that Aaron and Moses had. Almighty God moving in his fury and one man just stopped him. And he stopped there. No, no extra step again. He stopped. If a man by the covenant of priesthood you know why Aaron could do this? It's because of Numbers 8, 19. I want us to then I will ask you to sit down. Numbers 8, 19. This is the reason. And I want to show us a superior priesthood that we operate. Are you eager to hear something? Is somebody with me? Look at Numbers, Numbers 8, 19. I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and to his sons from among the children of Israel to do the service of the children of Israel in the tabernacle of congregation to make atonement for the children of Israel that there be no plague among them. See, I said when we go to the court of heaven, it is God's word that we use against him. It's not that you are fighting God. Understand that fundamentally he is a merciful God. But this merciful God is also a God of judgment and justice. So when he wants to show his justice, if he finds a man who reminds him 
that but you are merciful. It starts. It stops. Before a problem, God would have revealed the solution. Before the plague came in chapter 16, he already said to Moses, you see all these sons of Aaron and Aaron, I have given them authority under heaven to stop plague and God will not go against himself because he has vested the authority in them. So when he saw Aaron standing before the living and the dead, he remembered and he stopped. In the first service, you saw when Moses began to say, but you are merciful and compassionate, long-suffering. Is that not the name you call yourself? How come you want to kill them now? And the Bible says, God repented of the evil. When he heard, ah, how powerful are believers. But I showed you, in the midst of every, all these wonderful, amazing things that Moses could do, Moses had limitation. Now, they provoke him to a point. Now, Moses had died now. And then in Jeremiah 15:1, God said this very powerful statement. He said, even if Moses said this level of sin, even Moses, now combine Samuel with Moses. Jeremiah 15:1. Combine Samuel with Moses. Now, at this level, they cannot persuade me. Who then will persuade him? Jeremiah 15:1. Then the Lord said to me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind, they can't change it. He said, I am at the level of my anger now. It has passed what Moses can intervene. <laughs> and he said the same thing in Ezekiel 14. Ezekiel 14, 14. Look at Ezekiel 14. The same thing. Now this time around, he added two other men. He said, Daniel and Job cannot beg me for me to change my mind. He said, though these three men, Noah, <laughs> Daniel and Job, were in it, they only deliver their own soul, but they can't stop me from dealing with these people. He said, the best I will do for them is that the three of them, I will separate them, but I will do what I want to do. That shows that Moses, Daniel, they were all limited. So Hebrews 3 compares Moses with Jesus. And he said, Jesus had greater glory than Moses. Because of one thing, you can have your seats. Oh, Lord Jesus. Are you following me? <laughs> Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. The glory of a New Testament Christian. Priests. No wonder. But when he said that, then that disqualified everybody. So if Moses, if Samuel, if Job, if Noah, if Daniel, all the five of them were disqualified this time around, then ooh. Then Isaiah 53 came. Who had believed our reports? In other words, at the realm, in the realm of men, no mortal man could do it. So God himself become, he decided to become a man. So God himself became a man and came into the realm of man to do what man could not do. But he came as a man. So in Isaiah 15, the Bible says that, remember the scripture, he was wounded for our transgression. When Jesus saw that level of rot that Moses could not take care of, that Samuel could not take care of, he came to take care of the rot. So he said to God that, you know what, don't pour the rot on them, pour, pour it on me. Now the Bible says, he pleased the Lord to bruise him. Ah, the chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripes. We are healed. Go down to where the Bible said that even though he did nothing, but he pleased the Lord. And the Bible said, God has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
So one man that God was looking for in the Old Testament, finally somebody came to fit into that picture perfectly. And he said, I am the man. In other words, Lord, I am not going to take your rod for a moment. Moses took it for a while, he left. Then there was a dimension of Moses. Put all your rod, past, present, and future. Pour it on me. And Jesus decided to chest it. Moses never went to hell, he did. So he took the fullness of God's rod, which means destruction even after death. He took it. But there is something that I want to show us. Beyond taking the, that rod, beyond uh, doing that, he did something much more, which is the benefit that we are right now. He did not only take God's rod, he created a new priesthood of men and women who will not take God's rod anymore, but they will have the ability on behalf of men to stay in the hands of God. That is a blessing. Hallelujah. Another word for him, he said, I look for an intercessor and I found one. I found none. But look at Hebrews 7 25. Oh, this is deep. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Remember where we read in that Numbers 8 19. He said, The children of Aaron, they could stay, they could stop plague. Now, but what about a plague of the level that we read now? They might not be able to. But there is a new priesthood in town. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at the Bible. Say, Bible says, wherefore, he is able to save them to uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. What is the work of Jesus in heaven now? <laughs> what is the work? One of the things I'm trying to show you today, the greatest part of prayer is intercession. That is where saints shift things in the spirit. Now, the Bible says, He lived forever, not to make requests, to make intercession. So, Jesus at the right hand of God and making intercession. But how does He do it? Number one, I want you to understand His priesthood ministry in heaven or priesthood ministry is beyond heaven, it has extended to the earth. Jesus, I, I, whatever He's doing there, He's doing it in saints on earth also. As a matter of fact, the intercession of Jesus is also done through mortal men on earth. Are you following what I'm saying? I want to show you how to receive a body from heaven. If we... First John 4, 17. What does it say? First John 4, 17. Air rain is our love made perfect. That we might have boldness in the day of judgment. What is the last word? Everybody say it together. Not the word, not as he was, and not as he will be, as he is. Now, what does Hebrews 25 say about how he is right now? What is he doing now? Please answer me. Go back to it. He lives. What's our lives? Present word. He lives to make intercession for the saints. He lives to make intercession. He lived or not, he healed the sinner, but he lives right now to make intercession. If the Bible says, as it is, so are we. What are we now? Are you with me? Are you with me? Have you read the Lord's Prayer before in Matthew chapter 6? Did you read something like around verse 10 that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth? How? How? And then you have just read now that as it is, so are we in this world. The same 
ministry that the master has received. Now, all I have said is to begin to enter into the subject of intercession. I see this is how this happens, and that's not for today. I'm about to stop now. I, I'm just trying to introduce our real ministry. Now, the Bible says He has made us kings and priests, kings and priests. So we to have that now. No wonder after the resurrection, as soon as the sacrifice was completed, Jesus got up and looked at the disciples, and he said unto them, "Peace." He said, if you retain anybody's sin, it is retained. If you forgive anybody's sin, saints don't know that in the court of heaven, it is the opinion of men that reigns. Not opinion of men like, like that. It is men who, um, please, because somebody will take that and say, no, I'm saying that men who take the word of God and approach God in the court of heaven with the word, it is their will that will be done. That word that they pull, pull, pull up before God is what God will do. Do you know, judgments have been written concerning your family, concerning your life. I'm not talking about negative judgment. I mean, matters disturbing you have been judged. You have never approached the court of heaven. <laughs> hmm. You know, a judgment can be given and there might not be execution. All over prisons, all over the challenge in, in the West African country, there are prisoners, they will have been sentenced to death. And four years, seven years, nine years, ten years after that, they are still there even though they've been sentenced and they are still there. Are you following me? Execution. The access that saints we have to this, it is what we want to discuss under that subject. So, I am calling the attention. This is where church, we have, we have power. This is where we can reshape a nation. The reason why we haven't been able to do much, this aspect of prayer is not understood by many. Many of our prayers are initiated by ourselves. As soon as Jesus wants to deal with a matter in heaven, he begins to look for a saint that he can download the burden to your heart. When you pray the burden at, his will will be done on that as it is in heaven. Can I say this? There are many things already done in heaven that are yet to be established on earth. Why? Exactly what we started with. I look for, so now it is Jesus looking for a man now to stand in the gap. Don't, are you following me? Not for him to this. He's looking for a man to share the body with him. Because whatever he carries up there, another priest or that must carry for it to be effective here or not. And there is scarcity of priests here. Even though all of you listening to me, watching me and saying that you are all priests. But only few priests have understood their real ministry, which is intercession. You see, when the church gets to this level, you will, one of the forces that will disappear from your mouth is accusation. When John saw it, he said, if you see a brother committing a sin leading to death, you will ask for life. Instead of me to go and accuse the brother for the sin he's committing, I can ask for life. There is an amount of divine life that will come into him and he will never do that thing again. You understand that you agree that this dimension is cast in the church. Rather we talk about it, we discuss the matter because nobody goes to the throne room to receive life for that guy and discussion cannot stop the problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whatever weakness or problem you see in life of a Christian, there is ability in you to ask for life for that person. Instead of asking for life, we talk about it. It is the opposite of the ministry of accusation, ministry of intercession. I believe before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is what the Lord is looking for. It is a scarcest prayer. It's so scarce. Intercessors are very few. Oh, men can make requests. Seven requests before the end of the year. 32 requests. For the, and how far has those things gotten us? 
how, how far have they gotten us? How far have they gotten us? I search after E.M. Bound and some of those men. Understand of this kind of prayer made these men to take over cities. There was a time in UK that they could not sell alcohol again in some, on some street because some Christians were there. They did not go to people and start throwing away their bottles. No. They brought something down and some things disappeared. Intercession. A priest can arise and you by your mouth recreate a new order for your family. From that day, everything about your family changes. Even those who don't know God among them, good things begin to happen there because a priest has come to stay. Because you understand priestly ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? What people are familiar with is that there is a double, there is a witch only affecting everybody. If a witch could affect anybody, how much more a righteous man in that family? What they live on the blood of people they suck. You live on eternal blood. And you are complaining about it. They should be complaining about you. The report should be that we want to destroy that family, except that we have found a priest there. A priest who will say no. Why? As she offers her prayer in the morning, it destabilizes all their networks are not working and you are not even conscious of it. That's why we, so we face enemy and we are praying. Those who understand what I have said, they are not concerned about enemy at all. They just do their own thing. The sacrifice of praise that you offer is strong enough to kill any enemy without you asking for their deaths. Amen. A president of a very powerful country was coming to a country and some of you know the president I'm talking about coming to a country and they noticed that I don't know, several hundreds of meters around him. All the internet crashed when it was It was done by them. For security reasons, they didn't want people to be... So, I, I think some, some the first uh, world countries, some uh, advanced countries, they do it. If they come to all these third world countries, they come around there and I mean the president of America, just all your network might not work. And somebody was telling me, of that. I have not verified, but I just said that sometimes they do it in such a way that they... they the communication will not just be very perfect around that because somebody is coming around. Well, I don't know, but if they could do that, you how much more when a saint appears? Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is where we are going to begin Romans chapter 8 from. We know not how to pray. There is a dimension of prayer that God wants to introduce to your life. Are you going to allow him? Yes, prayer is more than after five minutes you get up and you run now. There is a burden at times that you cannot even speak in words. You are just crying. If I ask an average person, that where last do you cry in prayer? Do you know that Jesus sees that his sister is about to give birth and many are those who gang up against her. They want her to, not to make her out of theater alive. And Jesus received that burden in heaven and is looking for a saint or not to share the body. But here is a saint watching premiership and not praying. There are many times that the Holy Spirit initiates a burden in your heart. Moments like that, it's always something happens. Ah, it might not be time you are prepared. I've only had that experience once. At least the, the strongest. I've had it in a feeble, in some feeble manners, but the strongest I've had. I think I was about going to university then, or maybe I was investing. And there was this girl. Very small girl, like the very, I just liked her and the whole family. So I played with her. She was so small, very beautiful, like half cast. So I came from school one day. So I will always pass through. We're living in the same estate. I will pass through their house before going to my house. So I asked the mom, that way is also possible. Ah, they said, ah, the mom just would just I said, no head. I said, I'm just coming from you, I that from me, but now. Ah, said she's been so sick that she's 
that Ibarra told so he said she's a usage on admission we drew everything all over her ah the thing landed on me she said I just came back from Ibarra now the sister is with her and I'm going back so I got to the room the body was just getting stronger and stronger before I could do anything else I just discovered I fell on the floor in the room and began to pray it got to a point it had gotten dark outside I did not even know and I saw that I left my physical body. I was just standing beside her bed in usage. And I saw creatures around her. And I was just like, I did like this to all of them. What is it? What is it? Why do you want to take her life? And I said, one after the other, get out of the room in the name of Jesus Christ. By the time I got back to my senses, I saw that I was on the floor in the room. I got up. I went to tell the mom. I said, I guarantee you, go to usage. Your daughter is fine. So this is not a matter of dreams. Dreams can't see demons. And she went there. They just met again. She sat on the bed and she was fine. So the mother sent me a message. I said, I'm telling you. I said, mommy, I, I, with what, with what just happened, you see, the Lord wants to take us on journeys like this. You might not see anything. You finish praying and you begin to laugh. You just know that you have dealt with an issue and it is settled forever. Forever. The one I told them on Wednesday, it was Grandpa that Papa Egil told about the story. He was going to feed the animals in the farm in the morning and this thing just landed on him. He just told his wife that our daughter is in trouble. And they began to pray. From 4 a.m. till 1. It's not that you are trying to pray for a long time. When this thing arrests you, time disappears. Three hours will look like 15 minutes. You look at your time, time is gone and you don't know. A few times I've experienced it here also. When you think you pray for one thing, you open the window and say everywhere is dark. You are wondering. Those are the, see, God needs those time to do some things. No, Father, thank you. See you later in the day. Bye-bye. <laughs> no. Are you following me? By one, the father just, the grandpa just started laughing and they rejoiced. He said, whatever, I know she's fine. And by the time the daughter came back, she went to a place in Africa and she was beaten by something. Anybody beating her, you must die. So the villagers gathered around her, waiting for her that she passed out. After about one hour, she opened her eyes, she got up, and she was perfectly well. He stunned the whole village until he got to marry. The same thing, Lester Sombra. The women used to come and pray in her mom's house. Lester Sombra was in, doing a mission work somewhere. He said he was riding a mule. There was this unusual fever on him, and he fell down and he died. He said he could just remember looking at the sun, and then that was the last he remembered. And he said about two hours later, he opened his eyes and he got up and was perfect. No fever, no nothing again. So he took it down and he wrote down the date. It was about three months after he went home and he was talking to women praying. They too wrote it down. They gathered to pray about their fellowship. One of them just received the body that Lester, Lester, let's pray for Lester. And they all started for a long time. Later they began to rejoice that Lester is fine. Three, when he came to give the report, they saw it was the same time. The same time. The same time. I've heard of badly kidnapping somebody also. Before the kidnap, somebody just started having a red. He packed his diary in the office and put his head on the table. He just started crying. He didn't know why he was crying. The Bible said the spirit with groanings that cannot be uttered. The force at work in this kind of prayer is beyond the force of anything you can imagine. And they took the guy. They got to a spot and for some reason their car knocked, everything knocked and they said, this guy is a bad luck. Let him go. And they called him back and gave him transport fare. They take a car here and go. And the friend that was praying in the office just knew. He said, the work is just in the course of working. If the Lord starts moving the church like this, the level of victory we will have, 
you can be here and the next early strike in Bonu, the Lord puts a body. You don't even know what you are praying about. You are crying and tomorrow the headline of the news, 100 terrorists shot themselves and died. Prayer. Do you have a stubborn relative who doesn't want anything to do with Jesus? These are the ways. A woman's husband who has become the tiger of his house. This is the way. A wife that is so stubborn. A child that is so stubborn. You can't use cane to correct some things. These are the ways. The Lord enjoys a fellowship with you that is deep. So we are power over nations. And every person listening to me, you still don't think so. Only that the Bible says so. Jesus said, a Christian can forgive a nation and say, or say, I don't forgive a nation. One person. Priests. Hallelujah. The day you wear this garment, so many mighty things, they do happen. Priests. I remember a story that a pastor told us. Of some of the people, you know, they had to they relocated because they couldn't have a child. They had, they exercised all the faith they could and everything, confession, and so they went to UK because the family were disturbing them. And when we were, we were, we were and he just said to his wife, look over there, nobody cares that you have a child or not, which is true. So they just went there, they went to UK and they settled down there. And that would be their thirteenth year or so. And in the morning it was going, and they saw a lady standing. You know, over there, you don't talk to anybody, don't talk to you. It's Africa that we do community. Which is good for us. We bless God. Over there, everybody just leaves by himself. I mean, so you, <laughs> one of our senior pastors that I know said he went to introduce, he just bought a house in London. One pastor, it's an elderly man, he went to introduce himself to the neighbor that we are your neighbors. The guy opened the door, he said, and so what? And slammed the door back. He said, he answered you by Koshe Joel, idiot. Because he was angry. He said, just, so that, that's how the guy was just like, you are my neighbor. And so, so, so what? And they closed the door on them, just bolted the door on them. I mean, get lost. So, <laughs> he said, Well, I Lord, I, I don't want to pick this. So if I pick her, I might be a person. I said, That has you to stop for me. But then he stopped and picked her. And they were talking. And then they started talking. She was about to crash out of her marriage. She married an African man. And she believed the man was wicked. And this Nigerian man told her, that, No, from what you have said so far, your husband is not wicked. That this is a culture, this, this is just a clash of culture. This is the way an African man views marriage. That is what is going through. And I'm like, Really? So he loves me. He said, He loves you. It's not cheating on you. It's not verbally abusing you. But see, this is how Africans think. And she understood. She went home and the marriage was restored. She now said, one day, she said, I've been seeing that man and his wife at least for, for, for some few months here. I've never seen them with a child. That means they don't have a child. She closed her door one day and began to pray. And she started by saying, that, Lord, I don't know whether I'm even qualified to pray. And I don't even know whether I'm a serious Christian or not. He said, but I'm about to make one prayer. If you don't respond to any other prayer, I pray for myself. Respond to this one. That man restored my marriage by picking me on the road. Give them a child. And in nine months, they had one. What their own faith couldn't do. There is power when you start praying for other people. Now, there is amplified power when it is done under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When it is a burden that Jesus transferred by the Holy Spirit into you. The Holy Spirit lives inside you. He knows what Jesus is dealing with. The matter that Jesus is 
just never concerned about it. Let me just what concern. The matter that Jesus wants to address. And at times he would like saying to partake in it by being part of it. I pray. Have you heard me today? As he is. As he is. As he is. As he is. Ligo see her. As he is. You drive past people on a Sunday morning playing ball. Even your car, you can stretch around and just offer prayer. As he is. Yes. You pass through an extremely poor area in Lagos and where they are breaking and they are stealing. As he is. You think those are ordinary words? No. But one of the reasons why I have brought this message. It is a terrible thing for you to be born again. And for the things, all negative things cascading down to still be happening in your life. Your Christianity is being assaulted. That's terrible. Wear your priestly garments. You can make atonements. Not only for yourself, for the whole family. Let's rise. Is somebody with me? I want everybody to hear me very clearly. Last week I made a call. People came to the altar after service to pray. If you need to do that also today, when I close the meeting, you should. I want to tell everybody one thing. No matter what your dad has done or your mom or your siblings, because I picture people watching me. As I was praying yesterday, something came to my spirit. You have a sibling that is in prison. This message is your way, the way out of the prison. I'm addressing you, somebody watching me. Who will lay any charge against the lost in legs? The Bible said the captive of the mighty shall be set free. Even the prey of the terrible. And the Bible said even the lawful captive shall be set free. A lawful captive is a captive that, is, that deserves to be there. But the blood of Jesus Christ has no limits, no boundary. No boundary. They say uh, the children are sorry because of the father. In some cases, truly, some fathers have done some terrible things. Sincerely speaking, except for the technology of the blood of Jesus. When I say, I'm saying by, by the principle of the blood. Outside the principle of the blood, every action will have consequences. No doubt about that. Somebody in the name of a father trying to be successful goes to collect charm to run his business. The demons will let the business be successful for a while. But they are coming back for something and it is the family. They give you material things but they take precious things. It is true. I gave you an example last Sunday. What do you want? I mean the only child of a woman. She was selling, she was selling something, moving around. And some people robbed. They caught the real guy. But the parents bribed the people in authority over there. And they went to pick this boy on the street and said he was the one. And they shot him and killed him. And the mother, a widow, sat. She didn't need to say anything. Those who did that, who let the thief go, because there is already a cause for that in the Bible. Who let the thief go and killed an innocent boy, a only, the only child of his mom. The family is in soup already. You have just opened the gate of hell upon your family. By doing that, it will be too much for the judge of the old earth to see that and close his eyes. No. Except the blood is brought in. So I have parents and people 
who have demanded for sex before giving somebody a job or terminating somebody's appointment for not sleeping with them. We all know, I mean, people can tell of uncles, people, relatives, and you can't do all these things. Those things they come with serious consequences. Serious ones. Now it might begin to manifest that the father is 60 now, he's in hospital perpetually, and they can't just find out what is wrong with him. But the devil can hold on to that as long as a priest does not rise. When a priest comes, there can be atonement. And you can stop it. No iniquity. I showed you the one that passed the level of Moses, but none passes the level of the blood of Jesus. There is not a single one. But the priests are the only people who can go to the holies of holy. What many of us have done in the place of prayer is to stay at the altar court. Matters are not settled at the altar court. In the tabernacle, of Kumos, they had the outer court. That was general place. They had the holy, and then the holy of holies. The most holy, only the high priest could enter that. Jesus has made us, and the day Jesus died, the curtain was torn from top to bottom. Because access has now been granted to holies of all. And what is there? Mercy seat is there. What do you apply on mercy seat? You put the blood on the mercy seat. Everybody watching me, you all have access to the mercy seat. You must, but you enter with your priestly garments. You are a priest. The garment, there's no physical garment now again. On the New Testament, it's a revelation that is your garment. Your awareness of the fact that you are a priest and that you have right to stop any plague. You have right. Sister, oh, you are married because of the cause of that, but I have come in the name of the Lord and by the power of the blood. By the rod of a higher priesthood, it is over. And whatever impediment is taken out of the way, because it's a legal thing, Satan understands. by this message, we go from here to start setting people free. Somebody shout a very loud amen. I'm going to request that we should spend time praying after the service. Before you go. Just pray. It's not every message that you listen to and just start going home. Sometimes you need to pray. And one of the uh, things we are cultivating again is coming to the altar to pray. Maybe I will move to another subject matter very soon on talking about altars. And I told you, under the New Testament, you yourself, you are an altar because you are a living sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, only an acceptable unto God. We have to understand this. Lift up your hands and give Him praise. Is someone blessed this morning? Can you just pray in a minute from wherever you are? Just pray. You are a priest. Oh, Father, thank you for your word. We give you all the glory. We worship you. We honor you. Oh, thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, for your word. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hello, thank you for watching us. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, 
um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now. And I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.